0: Thank you for joining us today. I'm Johnny Anderson, and I'm joined today by Bruce Adams and Marty Foster. Good evening, gentlemen. Good to have you both here tonight. Marty, fantastic to see you. I know it's been a week uh, since we've had you on or uh, something like that. I think we had you and Ned on last time. Uh, he's not here with us tonight, but uh, we have you, which is fantastic. So thanks for being here. Bruce, nice to see you as well. How are you today? healthy alive uh haven't froze over yet so we're good (laughs) i knew it i I asked him that because i knew the answer marty how are
1: you uh i'm okay i'm okay i've had a week to um settle down and relax and get back to some form of normality but now here we go again let's just yeah here we go it takes us
0: Yeah, here we go again. Fresh lockdowns are coming in Germany, where I am just announced a few hours ago. We will get into that. But we're going to talk about something else right now in the States. Apparently, this is in Philadelphia. There are some riots going on in Philadelphia. Uh, There was an incident up there. I am unfamiliar with the details of this case. So let's let's start with what happened. uh, And then let's go from there. So what happened in Philadelphia? And then let's let's just talk through it. So fill me in because I'm in the dark on this.
1: I've only just picked up on it from the UK's uh, evening news tonight. A guy last name Wallace happens to be an African-American, was shot whilst brandishing a knife, um, shot several times. In fact, in the video clip I saw that it sounded like they just unloaded. And do you know what? I'm all for police officers protecting themselves, but my question to you guys before we started to record was why wasn't he tasered? And and the reason I asked that is because given the current climate, given how things are being exacerbated, and and um, the people are pouring petrol onto the flames, why didn't they just take him down with non-lethal force? From the video I saw on the evening news tonight if there had have been any tasers uh in the the group of police that were dealing with the situation that would have been the better option rather than shoot dead one more guy and and then set off a string of riots that's that's my take on it anyway so this uh, – I'm not sure why the officers
2: were called in, uh, if it was like a domestic violence or w- what what the deal was. They show up. Uh, the video was caught by a bystander on a cell phone. Basically, the guy was charging them, uh, the law enforcement officers, with a knife. Both law enforcement are uh, backpedaling away from him saying, drop the knife, drop the knife. They, they have their guns drawn. And there's a good few seconds there, like the cops come out between some cars, the guy comes around the cars and then starts coming at the cops, the cops are still backing up, then the the cops open fire. I'm torn on the taser thing because I've seen so many police videos where uh, they they tase the guy and he ends up getting up anyway and stabbing their partner um, multiple times. And as they're being tased... There, there was one instance: a female officer pulls a taser on on the guy and tases him. You see the guy flinch a little bit, and then he lunges forward and just starts stabbing the police officer. And the the partner is standing there, like he can't really shoot him because the law lo- it's too close. So, as soon as the guy's done stabbing, he steps away, and then the officer's able to shoot him. I mean, I've seen so many instances uh, similar to that, to where uh, I'm sorry. He gave the officers both gave him a chance to stop lunging at them. Right. I mean, the law enforcement are backing away from they're trying to de-escalate the situation. The guy is refusing. He's continuing to lunge at them and go at them. At that point, if you're unwilling to see reason and stop, I'm not even sure a taser would work at that point. At that point there, the guy could be hopped up on so many drugs that a taser wouldn't have done anything anyway. Or all that does is make it mad.
0: Same thing as if you spray him. Yeah. If you spray somebody that's uh, that's on PCP, all it's going to do is make a mad. And I, I'm going to reference back to a case that I dealt with once trying to get a guy in handcuffs that was on PCP that we didn't know. We, we didn't know it. And it took myself and two other officers to get this guy in handcuffs. And once we finally got him in handcuffs and then we turned him over, of course, the guy had a heart attack. So he had to you know be taken down to the uh, <clears throat> the local hospital to be checked out. And once he was down there, he slipped the cuffs. And he took off through the hospital. And the, of course, this is later on the night. The rest of us had gone home. And the other officer that was in custody of him had to deal with it. It took that officer and three other paramedics to get him in handcuffs again. That was after he slipped the cuffs, ran down the hallway. She tased him. That office, that female officer, she tased him. All he did was reach back, grab the uh, the darts and rip them out. That's all that happened. It didn't do anything to him. And so they got him right as he was coming out the door. So a taser and and being sprayed... You know, mace. You know, police mace. Any of the stuff to somebody that is jacked up on those mind altering drugs that gives these guys superhuman strength, it doesn't do anything to them. A lot of times, when I've seen police officers, they've opened fire on these guys that are on, you know, PCP or or angel dust or one of these things, and they get right up and they just keep coming. That that's what happens. I saw Bruce and I saw body cam footage of a different different case. Guy has a knife and is running towards the officer. The officer says, "Put it down. Put the knife down." And as he continues to run towards the officer, the officer then uses lethal force. The guy gets up after being after being hit four times from a uh, from the police officer's sidearm. He gets up, goes after the officer's partner. The officer that initially fired the uh, the four shots into the suspect grabbed his taser, went to try and taser the guy had no effect. And so what does the guy do? The, The one that, you know, the suspect, what happened? He grabbed this officer's partner, held the knife to his throat. And then, of course, at that point, the uh, the officer used lethal force again and and put the guy down. So in a lot of cases, and, and you guys are telling me, like I said, I, I'm in the dark on this one, so I'm just kind of taking your guys' word for it here. In this case, where this guy's got the knife and he's, he's lunging towards the officers, I mean, that, that right there is your first mistake because they are trained, and I know we can get into police training and all that stuff because I'm sure that's where it's going to go, but they are trained that when someone comes at them like that, to respond in that manner, because I, I don't know about you, but I've seen many a photos I've seen. And well, I know the kind of training you've had, so you've seen it, too. You know how to deal with a suspect with a knife. <laughs> and I've heard and you've mentioned on this podcast of what happened to some of those people that came at you with a knife in foreign countries. And it didn't work well for them. But police officers that have been worked up, that don't that don't have your kind of training that have been worked over with a knife. It, it's pretty gruesome. You know, it, it's pretty gruesome to see some of those, um, the, you know, the results of, of stuff like that. So,
1: yeah, um. No, I think you missed my point. I could not give a fat rat's backside if some junky knife wielding maniac is dead. I really don't care. What bothers me is that the, the the video footage shows the man fourteen to fifteen feet away. Yes, he's brandishing a knife. The police officers at the time when they opened fire, he was still 15, 14 feet away. And yes, he had been given a chance to put the knife down and so on and so forth. He didn't because this is a clear case of police assisted suicide. But given the current climate, given all the rioting that has happened over more uh, other recent fatal police incidents, The video that I would like to have seen would have been both officers discharge their tasers at the man's chest if they had tasers. When he still doesn't go down because he is high as a kite, that's when the lethal force should have been used. Because that way, Antifa, BLM, haven't got anything to hit you with. He He would have been given every chance. But no, now it's just one more black person shot. By police, hence looting, rioting, more violence against police in Philadelphia. That's that's my point, not the fact that they killed him. The fact is that they went straight to lethal force when if they had have been taser armed, that would have been the next option. You can't train every policeman to the level of martial arts training that someone like myself has got, but a nightstick on the wrist also makes people drop knives, it does. Yeah? and and they weren't deployed. They they weren't used. It was straight the pistol, and and that is that's the problem. That's what gives these agitators the cause they need. Because every time there's someone who's mentally unstable brandishing a knife, he's going to wind up with some nine mil slugs pumped through him. When they he could, if dealt with differently. Have been taken down with with non-lethal force. That that's my point.
0: I apologize for misinterpreting your point. I I I do. I mean I I mean that from the sincerity of you know. Well it's like
1: suicide. It's like suicide bombers. Every time one of them presses the button on his mobile phone to to ignite his vest, the world is deficient, one more idiot. So (laughs) this guy, this guy is clearly got problems um his poor toothless mother as she was taught i think she was the one who called the police it was probably them uh that that he was attacking in the first place but then it's turned into a police assisted suicide and and you know just knowing that that's exactly what the enemy of society wants that's what blm and antifa want is what every opportunity to cause as much of a problem as possible. Don't give them the ammunition.
2: You're assuming that Antifa and BLM are capable of reason. They're not. They're looking for any reason whatsoever to riot. That that doesn't. That's the
0: it one. It doesn't issue matter. That I, the,
1: those you're right. Jobs,
0: but it doesn't matter say, whether it's this or it's anything else. They've got riots planned after, before, and after the election anyway.
1: Of course they have. But what what this video does is recruit. It's one of those things that tips more people in their direction. So, yeah, you're absolutely right, Bruce. The nutjobs that are wearing the anarchy A for Antifa and and, um, and spouting the Marxist agenda of BLM, no, you can't reason with them. They're way gone. They're beyond any kind of uh, recovery. But there are people, young, impressionable minds that are seeing these kind of images and thinking, <laughs> yeah, exactly. The coming insurrection. They're they're seeing these images, and 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 that's what's recruiting them to BLM and Antifa's cause. This is where it's difficult because in this
2: situation, again, saying if they use the taser, let's say they did use a taser, and they ended up having to use lethal force anyway, it's still another recruitment video. It's still another um, element of police violence. I mean, it's kind of a it's a lose lose situation for the law enforcement because the guy was being unreasonable. He was not willing to listen to the the orders of police officers. He was clearly deranged. I mean, either it's on drugs or he was mentally unstable himself, whatever the case is. He was he was unwilling to listen to law enforcement. So we kind of have a cultural difference, uh, at least in America, when it comes to like the black community and the white community, if you will. Typically speaking, the, the, the black community more or less idolizes these types of individuals, criminals. I mean, look at the music, for example, the stuff that they say in their music, rap music or hip hop, b and R&B, whatever you want to call it. We can't say that stuff in our country music, rock music. We can't say the same things that they say or talk about, you know, raping, killing uh, drugs, all that kind of stuff on a podcast it, we can't say that. Yeah, we can't even talk about but but they can. And not only can they, they idolize that in a sense. So it's it's a complete different like culture if you will. So I I honestly I don't know at this point I I don't know what to do to mitigate exactly what you're talking about. How how do we keep it to where
1: it's not a recruitment video? If the video had shown some yellow pistol things which send 50,000 volts Uh, down two wires if it had shown that then at least it would have shown that a non-lethal method had been tried if the man continued to come but when we deal with uh, a, a knife wielding situation in the UK if it's a case of a domestic that's gone onto the streets you won't just see two policemen there you'll see 10 and, and even with our limited numbers of, of police, you'll see 10 and you'll see them co- cordon him off from the, the rest of the public, you know, middle of the street, maintaining the distance until such time as someone can deploy a taser and take him down. Or a riot shield and a baton um, or CS gas, not CS gas, pepper spray, uh, mace, whatever you want to call it. Um, they'll use something like that because they don't have the option, um, uh, of firearms at their fingertips. They, they've got, we've got far, uh, you know, firearms trained police officers and, and they're in mobile units and are able to be called in if necessary.
0: I was about but- to ask that about the guys that run amok in, uh, in city of London, for example. Uh, I think the latest one was where a guy was shot dead. Uh, they put two in his head on the, uh, I think it was on a bridge going across the Thames or something. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Okay, so what what's the difference between them and a normal average run-of-the-mill Bobby that's walking the beat? The the difference is the training, the firearms training that they've had. So that's a Um, special unit they call in. I'm just trying to make
1: sure that uh, I understand. Yeah, I mean in, in the city of London itself, you've got lots of transport, you know, British Rail, the big bus stations, the tube stations, all of them are policed by uh, the British Transport Police, and that's a, a, a totally different unit to the Metropolitan Police. Just totally like the New unit, York.
0: yeah, Just, it's it's their uh, own branch,
1: and they are armed, and they have a higher proportion of firearms-trained officers. So. When the terrorists started to stab people on on London Bridge, police officers from the nearby train stations and tube stations responded. And I suppose as well, the the response vehicle, which was would have been Metropolitan Police, with the weapons that would have been diverted to the location and to the incident as well. So, you know, we, we have got the option, but it, it's not a daily occurrence here in the UK. Uh, for people to be shot dead. It is in the US. It, it really is a daily occurrence for poli- for people to be shot dead by your police force or police forces. And the reason it's not a daily occurrence here, because believe you me, we have quite a high level of, of violent incidents, is because we've got a different way of responding to it. We've got a different set of protocols in place to respond to someone wielding a knife. Now, if they're wielding a gun, all bets are off because they'll be shot straight away if they don't put the gun down. If they're wielding a knife it's different. It's treated differently.
0: You know, you guys talked there for a minute about, uh, you know, recruiting uh, and, you know, serving as a, as a recruiting purpose. And I, I kind of lifted this book here, uh, The Coming Insurrection. Uh, this this is a book, you, you talk about recruitment. I mean, th- this, for example. And when I mentioned this to you, Marty, th- I mean, this is a book that's available on Amazon. Uh, and this is basically, it was written by a bunch of French intellectuals. And when I told you that this was written by a bunch of French intellectuals, you told me I that...
1: I've- that's an oxymoron. That's a
0: contradiction in terms. <laughs> yeah, I do apologize to our French listeners. There is no such thing, according to what you said. However, all of the uh, individuals that wrote this book, the Invisible Committee is what they were called, all the individuals that wrote this book are still in prison for writing this book. It's uh, it's quite shocking, some of the uh, some of the things that are in here. Uh, it, it, basically what this is, th- this kind of lays out uh, the militant tactics of these groups that we're seeing the manifestation of now, such as BLM and Antifa. This is kind of... Their guide. I mean, this is they, they go off of this. And also there is this was written quite some time ago, I think 2011. This is the newer version. This is called which I was also able to get on Amazon for I think it was 11, 11 euros or what, about $13. And it's called burn down the American plantation. And it is written by the uh, revolutionary abolitionist movement. Uh, Now, this is quite, it's quite interesting. Some of the things that they're calling for in here, a conflict resolution and revolutionary justice. Um, Some of the other things in here, resolution in a revolutionary society, the peace and consensus committee. What are we hearing? Mostly peaceful. Yeah. Mostly peaceful. Social cohesion and not punishment, right? Is, is the intent, of course, because it's, it's all peaceful towards the abolition of gender. Yeah. Where are we here in that agenda being pushed? Self-emancipation. Uh, and then they get into um, feminism in a revolutionary society. So, I mean, it's all here. I mean, this is the kind of stuff that you're dealing with as far as these revolutionary groups. And I agree that these issues that that happen, these, these things, and also I think you can kind of partly throw the media in there, too, for putting a spotlight on it. If it doesn't fit the agenda, they don't push it. They don't push it. Or you'll get part of the story, but not all of it. What concerns me about this is, is what was released so far. How have they twisted that or have they? And the reason I say that is because George Floyd, right? Or the Aubrey case, or Aubrey case in, in Georgia. Okay. Both of these were used to trigger the mass civil unrest. And now that we know the backstories behind these cases, they're nothing like what we were led to believe. But the movements are now off and running.
1: Yeah, and that's all it takes. That's what I mean. That's that's what I mean about this incident in in Philly uh, with this Wallace man. Um, It will be used, it has been used to trigger more violence, more insurrection, more looting. And that's the big thing in it, looting. They really are just looking for an excuse to go and steal from shops. So you've got, yeah, you've got shops being boarded up. Never mind lockdown, they're locking themselves down to stop their stock from being stolen. And if, if we could just stop giving them the opportunity to recruit, that would be great. They're going to to do it. They're going to carry on until the only way to to actually stop it all is to get a whole lot more brutal and a whole lot more uh, willing to use deadly force by the police forces. But of course, they really are there to protect and serve. and, And that's what the majority of police officers want to do. But they're not being allowed to because... They're stood there protecting people's livelihoods and business and safety when someone will just walk up to them and smash them in the face. And and that was on the video that I saw on the news this evening as well. Um, Police in riot gear. I don't know what the guy thought he was going to achieve, but a very tall, very well-built African-American gentleman walks up to this line of police in riot gear and punches one of them square in the face. It knocked him over. But of course, he was arrested seconds later. But then all you'll see is that bit of the video where he's just being beaten up to be arrested by the police. Fortunately for us here in the UK, on tonight's news, we saw the whole clip with him punch the police officer first. So yeah, I just but I just wish we could stop giving them uh the ammunition they need. The uh the the videos of 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 people being killed. When they don't really need to be killed, they could be taken out with non-lethal methods. He refused to listen to law enforcement orders.
2: They had their guns drawn. They told him to drop the knife. He refused. There was a good... 10 seconds or so that he he had a chance to back down and and surrender he did not people
0: people in american society they know if they go at cops with a knife they know they're gonna get killed they know it so
2: (laughs) all americans know if a law enforcement officer has a gun pointing at you saying drop the knife you You drop the knife
0: you do what the hell they tell you to do it's the same thing as if you're holding (laughs) the steering wheel of your car if you start digging around and stuff and they tell you Take your hands out of the, you know,
2: your pockets or whatever. Just do it. Do when it. you see an officer going like this on his side, and and he's telling you, "Stop doing what you're doing. Put your hands they back on the stop steering wheel." What you're doing? Oh, yeah, you're right, officer. I'm sorry, I did not. You listen. Like it's not hard, but apparently it is, and that that's what this is. What's
1: frustrating is because in America we know this. You listen to law enforcement. They make their choices. This was a clear case of police-assisted suicide. We need to stop giving them that opportunity because they are using it to further the, the causes of Antifa and BLM and that whole thing that we, we're talking against. It's It doesn't even matter whether it's left or right, black or white. But it's the media. It's the media that are driving the, the issue. And if the, the media doesn't have – if they don't have the images – then they can't use those images to to drive the insurrection. Can can we go after the media as well? Then
2: yeah, let's. <laughs> yes, please. Yes, can, can we please do that? I would, I would really oh, like and to do that. Talking about the the guy that punched the officer in the face, the other thing they don't tell you that what happened after that is he was arrested, taken into uh, jail, and then released. Yeah, of no, course he was no because
1: bail. all he'd done, all he'd done, was a minor assault. He he hit the front of a. Hard ballistic plastic face mask that that was on the policeman's helmet. It he didn't even make contact with the man's face, but he hit him hard enough to knock him over. That's that was the issue, and of course he should be arrested. So at the end of the day, there isn't a long uh, you know case to be won there. There isn't a strong case to be won there. So all right, anyway.
0: Um- Let's, uh, no, was a, was a good conversation. Uh, let, let's get over into some, uh, let's get over into some lockdowns, some COVID stuff. I, I really don't want to talk about this, but you degenerates in government, you have really gotten under my skin today. Uh, Merkel, I'm getting so sick of this. That woman's a coward. I don't care what kind of academic degree she's got. I, I don't care if what she thinks she's doing is right. She knows it's not right. She knows it's not right. The fact is, is that she was unpopular. That's why. Do you notice before all the COVID stuff, she kind of disappeared from the mainstream. She kind of she kind of walked away. I mean, there wasn't really a whole lot of talk about her on the world stage. She wasn't a player anymore. And the reason was, is because the party that's, uh, that she represents, the CDU here, they actually lost power. They lost the majority. And in order for them to maintain in government, they had to form a coalition. So Merkel, in a sense, became a lame duck, right? That's what we call in the US, like the lame duck period, when you have a transitioning process, when someone else comes in and and the, uh, the aforementioned leader, whoever that is, is on their way out. Well, Merkel's in the lame duck stage. Well, guess what? She's relevant again in all this, isn't she? And the newfound power that she's got, oh, she's not going to give that up, is she? It's pathetic. It's pathetic. It's downright pathetic how stupid these people think that we are. I was talking to somebody two days ago, a healthcare professional, two days ago, and they said that Germany's recorded, I think it was like 427 flu deaths this year at this time. Okay. 427 flu deaths in the entire country. Last year at this time, They had around 17,000 flu deaths. We've cured the flu in 12 months. There's no reports of influenza. They're calling for another lockdown now. Lockdowns will begin here on November 2nd. This is not about stopping the spread of a virus. Hospitals are not being overrun. There's no deaths. Everybody knows it. Everybody I'm talking to today is pissed. They are pissed off because they know this is bull. The German people pushed back. They put a million and a half people in the streets in Berlin at the foot of the Reichstag, at the door. They didn't go in, but they stopped at the door. Police couldn't stop them. But the people stopped themselves. And what were they called? Nazis, fascists, crazy people. They're going to call you every name under the book. Why? Because they don't want any resistance to this system that they're trying to bring in. The Great Reset is what it's all about. This is not about uh, preventing the spread of some virus. This is complete hogwash. They know that this is hogwash. But it's turned into a political game with these sick control freaks. They have one agenda and one agenda only. And that is to make you... And I, and everyone else we know, non-essential. That's their game. The German people pushed. The government has now pushed back. What are you going to do now? That's what they're telling you, the people of Germany. I know we got German listeners. That's what they're telling you. This is a war of attrition. This is a different kind of warfare. This is not fought on a a battlefield against a, a military force and people coming at you in uniforms. That's the old world. This is the new world. We're fighting the same wars, but it's fought on a different plane. So they want to come back at us with lockdowns. Okay, for how long? Uh, Let me guess, another two weeks to smash a curve. We're still smashing the first one. Supposed to be 14 days there, right? Well, here we are uh, almost a year later, almost eight, nine months, whatever it is. We're still working on that first 14 days. Now, all of a sudden, oh, we have a second wave. What have I been saying since June? June, I think, is when we started saying it. I said the second wave is the cold and flu season. That's the way it is. That's how this works. But they think you're so stupid that they've actually turned the cold and flu season into what you think isn't normal. It's the same thing with climate change, man-made climate change. Whenever there's a hurricane or a tornado or or an ice storm in Oklahoma, for example, that's not normal. That's never happened. Wildfires in in California, that's never happened. A flood, that's never happened. Everything about this system is to make you think that what you're seeing isn't actually what you're seeing and on top of that they have to turn around and they have to humiliate you in the process mask wearing social distancing putting signs up like you're a child
1: i um i encountered someone a, a a work day i had to go into the office and uh this individual was told by letter that they were vulnerable and never mind 2 meters as i approached this individual they they did this dance uh, uh, about 8 meters Sort of avoiding me, and they were wearing a mask indoors. Nobody else was wearing a mask indoors, and I've also I've later found out that this individual is trying to make it policy or get it made policy that we all have to wear masks if we're in in the office. Lockdowns uh, may have actually decreased the number of normal flu transmissions, and therefore the the numbers of, of of people becoming ill and vulnerable and even dying from but normal not by, not by 17,000, man. Come on. No, of course not. Of course not. I mean, Scotland, we've got breaking news today in Scotland that, that it's known that 150 or thereabouts elderly and infirm patients were released from hospital after a positive COVID test back into the care system, so into care homes, nursing homes. Um, that sounds familiar, and,
2: doesn't it, Bruce? Yeah, we we don't have any experience in that here in the U.S., of releasing COVID-positive patients into nursing homes. Yeah, that doesn't account for 40% or more
1: of our deaths. Yeah, but why are we getting confused? We've got, here in the U.K., we've got Boris Johnson and the Conservatives. They seem to be doing the New World Orders bidding. In Germany, you've got Angela doing the New World Orders bidding. In They're America- scared. You've got the uh, Democrat states, at the very least, seem to be doing the new world orders bidding. So let's stop even talking about our politicians because they're not the ones that are actually calling the shots.
0: No, they're meant to take the hit for the bad policy. You're right.
1: Yeah. That's, that's what they're doing. That That's what's giving the semblance of normality, that we've still got a government rather than a global government of people that we don't even know who they are. But, well, well, we, we do. Are. We <laughs> I was, was going to are. say, we do. <laughs> I was listening to, uh, I've got to be really careful here, because it was an African-American comedian that I was listening to, and he starts by saying, you know, I, I don't like people who are, homophobic i don't like people who are sexist and the worst ones the worst people are the people who don't believe conspiracy theories he says governments governments they've got responsibility for all the people me i've just got responsibility for one baby son and i lie to that n-word all the time this is what he said, and it, it it rang true. You know, of course, governments lie to us. They lie to us all the time. They double down. You've said it before. Once caught in a in one lie, they'll lay it on even thicker. But in this particular case, you, I I don't even understand why we get we're getting news about the uh, uh, what it will mean to France and Germany uh, if the UK leaves with no deal at all. Because it will be France and Germany that have to shoulder the burden of the $33 billion that um, will be missing. Why are they even talking about that in, in, in the news? They're not. Or well, they they're, are.
0: but They're talking about it because this is an attempt. Hear me on this one. This is an attempt to drag you and the US back into this thing. If you look at the Great Reset that we've talked about from the World Economic Forum, One thing that stood out in in that whole uh, agenda that's being put forth, which we talked about in the agenda of societal change. One thing that we actually we didn't mention in there that is extremely relevant to your point exactly is all countries on Earth must participate in this. So you can forget the European Commission. It's it's going to go beyond that. You can forget Brexit. You can forget the United States and the UK pulling away from the system. That's why we're dealing with this now is because the two economic powerhouses and the two most powerful, most prosperous countries that have ever existed in the West that have existed to this point have pulled away from the system. Our votes, our democratic votes have actually gotten the attention of the elites and they don't like what we
1: have to say. I think there's your answer. Yeah, and I kind of knew that anyway because uh, you've said it very well before that their hand has been forced and they are in their end game and they've had to accelerate some things bringing it bringing it into play. So, yeah, and again we we we're, we're going over well-broken ground with us but but we had climate change, then we had BLM, then we had uh sorry, then we had COVID and then when that all seemed to settle down We had the race riots, the looting. The system's flailing,
0: it's dying. That, that's the problem. That's why all this chaos and disarray. And you, you're always talking about the last few weeks that we've been talking about all this stuff like the Boris Johnson thing with the uh, uh, the six. What was it? Uh, the six step thing. And now it's a three step or three tier thing or whatever it is. Yeah, and the, you're, the you're rule saying of six. The rule of the six. That was it? Tiers, and, yeah. and the three tiers. Yes. And, and you're saying none of this makes any sense. It's not meant to make any sense. It's meant to confuse you and keep everything in a state of flux. So you can never work towards one goal. Once you get to one point, goes to the next one carrot in the stick remember you laid it out like that one time so you can never have an end it's always uh, we we need to do this so we can get to this point and we're confident that if we do this then then that's what it's going to be Uh uh-uh successive approximation they say that they're going to relax on something but they don't but then they come back at it later and they clamp down on it harder. Successive approximation. The Europeans, though, they're having a little bit of a problem with all of these lockdowns, right? The Italians as well, the French are having some problems with these, the Germans, but largely it's unreported. You're not really told about any of this stuff. When we were told that the Germans had, oh, I don't know, uh, just a few thousand people up in the streets of Berlin, There were over a million people in the streets up there. But the news media showed up and gave you one side street, and that was it. Oh, and there was just a... There was just a small side demonstration over there off to one of the side streets of a, oh, somewhere around 30,000 40,000 people. It was nothing major, nothing major. But those are all crazy kooks and conspiracy theories. Don't pay any attention to them. Wave of anti-lockdown protests sweep across Europe. Thousands of furious demonstrators clash with police in cities in Italy and Spain. Spain's another one. As they urge their governments to abandon new restrictions on their freedom. You idiots in governments. I don't care if you're at the local level. I don't care if you're at the regional level. If you're at the federal level, you people are Bumbling fools, if you believe for one second that you sorry asses are going to get away with this, I'm a bit hot today, and I don't care if it's I myself that have to go out and slap handcuffs on you people and drag your sorry asses before a court to answer for the people for the crimes you're committing against humanity. And I mean that with all sincerity. I I mean that with every ounce of conviction that I have within my soul. You people will answer for the crimes you're committing. Do you understand? You will.
1: I hope they will, but... If we wind it down a notch. I'm on a roll. Are you um, serious? I know. I, I, no, well,
0: just. It's your just, job.
1: It's your job, Marty, to
0: bring me back to reality and talk me down. <laughs> and you, you've been a valued friend of mine for a good number of years now. And you've been able to do just that.
1: Uh, I'm, I'm glad about that. Uh, although, actually, what I really should do is just rev you up a bit more. Get on a plane or a boat and um, we'll go and do it together. But I've completely forgot where I was going with this. No, I know both of you two. The point I was going to make is this. I've been listening to you guys do the digital dark age stuff and talk about all the new tech and this, and I know you're both passionate about, uh, as is uh, our friend Ned, about the mission to Mars, about the the plan to terraform Mars and and populate it and, and colonize it. I think that kind of achievement actually will only happen if there is a world push towards it, not individual countries and and to to do that, perhaps they do need a world government. So I'm actually not for colonizing Mars if the only way to get it done, is with a one world government.
0: This is the fight, though. I I agree with you. This is the fight. This is the fight, though, to keep us as in humanity relevant. Everything about this uh, this great reset, as we covered in the agenda of societal change, we went over it. Everything's about making us obsolete. So it's not a human future with the current elite it's not a human future with them at the helm that's why you have the you you can see a rift forming there's a breakaway so you have guys like Elon Musk you have guys like dare i say Jeff Bezos and a couple of others Richard Brant so Richard Branson you know you're, you're the guy that you don't really care too much for these are people that are trying to take their capital ventures into other parts of the solar system and they believe at least i know Musk does for a fact they believe in actually putting humans at the forefront instead of strictly robotics and making humans obsolete. So there's a war here. I I don't necessarily believe that with the current group, yes, it's going to take a multinational project and all this stuff. You're you're right on that. No one nation is going to be able to do that. It's going to be partnerships and all that stuff, or even through the guise of private companies like we're seeing now in, in collaboration with governments such as SpaceX and NASA. So you have SpaceX doing all of the uh, financing and everything and then of course you have NASA providing all the you know technical stuff, backgrounds, you know communications and platforms and space and all all this stuff. so I, I can see a joint venture here, but with uh, the with the current elite, there's no human future. That's why we do the digital dark age. They want to use that technology to arrest development and innovation. They don't want to advance human civilization. They want to stop that. We should be on, we should have a colony on the moon by now. We can put a man on the moon in 69, but yet uh, we axed everything. We, We shut everything down. We're way behind. The Concorde, for example, British Airways, Air France, right? The Concorde. The day that they took that out of the sky was a day that we took a step back 30 or 40 or 50 years. Now they're talking about bringing it back. You don't take it out of the sky. You use what you have as a platform. To innovate and create something better, which is what they should have done. Now I understand that it was it was a horrible thing. It was uh, you know ineffective when it came to cost and you know emissions and fuel consumption and all that stuff. I, I get it, but nonetheless, the precedent for supersonic travel was there, but they didn't pursue it any further. They just said, "Oh, we're going to stop that." They've set us back the current establishment that here that is here now. That's trying to put us back a thousand years has already put us back, in my best estimation, at least a half a century when it comes to space travel and, and air travel and everything else around the current uh, systems that we have. They've already set us back. See, they want to be able to control the system going forward. They want to pick the winners and losers, and they're losers themselves. I, I know you said you were trying I'm, to wind uh, me down yeah. and all that stuff, but they're 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 scum.
1: I'll 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 put this in terms of. Uh, of an open question then because i don't want to sound like that who's the guy who thought guam was floating on the surface of the
0: um oh that would be uh, yeah. sir, uh Co- congressman um uh, Co- congressman hank johnson yeah, oh, this my, guy. my
1: fear is that uh, the whole
0: island will uh, become so overly
1: populated that it will tip over and uh and capsize <laughs> Do you That's know what? Guy. I actually now I, I i i still believe he was being metaphorical. He had food poisoning. Oh right, okay, yeah, that can that can give you dementia. No, he. <laughs> I, I don't want to sound like him, but the moon. You know, the moon actually balances our orbit out. It, yes. It, it stabilizes our orbit. Yes. Has have have the um uh what's the word? The models been run to show what would happen if we were to colonize the moon and increase the increase the weight we're going to minutely change things we would we in fact the first landings probably minutely change things so have those models been run do we have any figures on on whether colonization could work and and would there could there possibly be any negative effects like if 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 we if we divert by even half a degree out of our current orbit, we could be in all kinds of trouble. So I'm just putting it out there. I don't know. I don't want to sound like Hank because I haven't got food poisoning.
0: You're going to tell me one of these crazy conspiracy theories next that the moon has something to do with our tides on Earth too, aren't you?
1: Uh, w- yes.
2: <laughs> so sorry, I uh, to, I'm, I'm going to. I'm going to hit cool. on a couple of things. things. Um, so the government, uh, having a one world government, we won't be able to colonize until we reach that stage. I think it's a reverse of that. I don't think we'll reach a one world government until we colonize other places. Because, and the reason I say that is unless you have a unified focus on something, you're never going to achieve, if you will, peace across the, across the entire globe. Well, honestly, we're never going to reach that anyway, because there's ideologies that are... Uh, it, well, basically they're enemies of each other and it, you you can't rectify that you you have to destroy those ideologies unfortunately uh so unfortunately i don't think that's possible but as far as uh colonizing the moon for the weight and everything i'm pretty sure uh, i'll have to check in on the, on the numbers of it but the moon is constantly changing its weight currently just from the sun so um it's gaining weight and losing weight just from solar emissions So now, granted, that's a small number, right, in comparison to what we're talking about. But what's going to end up happening is is we're going to colonize the moon and we're going to end up stripping off the um, H3 off of there for our fusion reactors. So, I mean, it'll it'll kind of balance out in, in a sense. But honestly, I'm not sure... The moon has so much weight compared to what we would be putting on there. It would be essentially like having one hair on your hand and you trying to move your hand. I mean, it's going to have such a small effect that it's not going to change anything. I mean, for example, the Three Gorges Dam in China, that actually caused the earth to wobble ever so slightly differently because of the water that was then shifted, right? Um, that, That wasn't there before. I mean, it caused a little bit of a a wobble in our rotation. We're not seeing any ill effects of that, you know. I mean, so that is far more weight than what we would be doing on the moon, like per capita, if you will, or or, or, and and representation of there. So it's a valid point, and it's definitely something we should look at the numbers on. But just as a guess, I don't think it's going to – it's not going to cause
1: any problems. The purpose of colonizing the moon would only be because it is – too small, too uninhabitable. There's no usable... Actually,
0: we just found water up there, literally, just within the last couple of days. I'm not joking.
1: It's verified. All right. So that's definitely a new one on me. But the purpose of it is the colony or or the base on the moon would be to make a deeper space flight more efficient. Because if you're launching from the moon rather than Earth having to escape Earth atmosphere then uh, it means that you can get further for less energy to make Mars more viable. I totally get your point and take your point that until such time as we've got a universal focus, that coming together of world governments won't happen. But the other thing is why I blame the French. Now, you've heard me say this probably 10 years ago, Johnny. Had the French not helped... The revolutionaries in the United States, there would be one one superpower now, and that superpower would be the UK. Because if we still had all that landmass in the West and all those resources, the Second World War would never have happened. We'd have spread out into Europe because it doesn't matter who you are what country you come from if you suddenly find you've got your big boy pants on and everybody's scared you spread out you expand you invade it's what every country that's ever done um or got to the point where they've got a highly trained military a navy the dutch did it the dutch what do they do nowadays they make cheese and grow tulips but they they had an empire they had overseas territories they were racing for australia that's why we sent all our convicts to australia to uh populate it as fast as possible mankind has to keep moving and expanding i totally get that and that's what's going to happen with with mars but i think it will only come will will only come close if the um the governments of the world are all working in that one direction. And the way things look at the moment, there isn't that unity. So are these governments being got rid of by the new world order for that purpose? Is that what, what we think or not? No, they're just there to take take the hit. Is that what we're thinking?
0: Governments are okay. going to get thrown overboard. National governments will become obsolete. And, and the reason I say that is because as this Progresses right, as the technological revolution that they want to control progresses. Social credit will be brought in. Governments and constitutional forms of democracy will be made irrelevant. So that's not going to be a thing going forward. I don't think that quite resonates with people. I mean, I know that's a heavy subject to try and digest. And that's shocking to think about to the average person out there to say, hey, wait a minute. um, Do you realize that your democratic process is being taken away from you? The Great resets right? The the, uh, the World Economic Forum, they've said, they, they did an entire issue this week of Time Magazine devoted to the Great Reset from the World Economic Forum in Davos, Switzerland. In there, they say that we must have an immediate departure from the current system of capitalism. We must have it, let me say that again, we must have an immediate departure from the current system of capitalism. And the social contract, the renaissance, yeah. Democracy. The social contract needs to be rewritten immediately. See, the elites broke the deal. We were supposed to have our rights protected when it came to this thing. 1215, the Magna Carta, right? That's when it started. Gave us the people rights to property. It was the first document. And then, of course, it progressed from there. And then, you know, some, something about uh, I think Traders or something in, you know, across the Atlantic Ocean or something. I, I don't know. It's, it's, it's minor yeah. in history. And then, of course, you know, the revolution. And then what happened after the American Revolution? You had democratic reforms sweeping across Europe. The monarchies were on their way out. Right. And so now, again, you know, that elite has then has then uh, arisen out of all this and then used our system, our capitalist free market systems to build their corrupt empires. That's all they've done here. And they've used this money that they've now stolen through fraud and created out of nothing and then re-engineered the system. Now they're trying to leverage everyone else out and capture the future for themselves. That's why this is being put forth. And when I hear scum, like what's down in Davos, come out and and make the kind of statements that they do, talking about how, oh, we've got to try. We have to do this. I mean, what other choice do we have? We have to do this. Uh, No, you don't. When you hear somebody come out and talk about an idealistic standpoint and they say, well, we have to try, it always winds up the same way with millions of people dead. Always the same way. Marty, I don't know if you've heard this clip or not. I'm going to play it. This is Klaus Schwab. This is the the head of the World Economic Forum in Davos, Switzerland. This is him. Just a couple seconds here. This is his thought on the Great Reset and what I mentioned about social contract has to be rewritten immediately. We have to depart from our current system. This is his own words
1: some people may say this is too idealistic um, but what other choice do we have at least we have to try uh, we may fail and um, next generations or even we ourselves will have to pay the price for our failure at least we should try yeah i i have heard that before i'm going to be very unfair to the man because obviously he's speaking english uh and i is he austrian or swiss or was he
0: uh he's he's uh, natively german he lives in uh, switzerland uh, nat- now. okay
1: yeah um, but
0: he he doesn't draw a salary or anything but it, it it's he lives comfortably
1: in switzerland according yeah, to yeah of, of, of course he of course he does uh, but it's because he's speaking in english with that accent that makes him sound like a bond villain and you you immediately can't trust someone who sounds that sinister uh it's like the the uh the Duke and Duchess in Chitty Chitty Bang Bang speaking English with those German accents in that, you know they're the bad guys. No, I'm 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 being unfair, but who does he think he is? Who does he think he is to make decisions for the whole world's uh, offspring? It's up to families to look after themselves and to to do as well for themselves as they can. I think what happens, it it is cyclic. uh, And I I, I heard about it and saw it to a certain extent in the UAE. And I've mentioned this before. When you get married, you get four plots of land in the UAE, one agricultural, one residential, commercial, and one industrial. And it's up to you to... Encourage businesses, build houses to rent out. You know, as, a, as an Emirati, you build several villas and you rent them to the expats. Because remember, it's a country of 7.2 million people, but only 980,000 of them are Emirati. All the rest are expatriates. Those expatriates can never become citizens. So you've got a constant turnaround of people. In the country for a period of time then back out and you you rent your apartments or villas to these expat workers and that's how you as an emirati makes make money but of course the smart ones realized what was going on the stupid ones and there must have been quite a few of them sold their land they sold it on to other people so they got richer the ones that bought the land and bought more businesses and and bought more villas and so on and so forth. And this is exactly what happens with the rest of the planet as well. Every now and again, the really smart ones get very, very, very rich. But because their offspring haven't had to strive and struggle and fight to get anything because they've had everything given to them, become more and more stupid. So you get this situation where everything winds up or nearly everything, winds up in the hand of very, very few, and they haven't got smart kids to hand it on to. I mean, good old Donald. Wasn't his dad a billionaire as well?
0: Yeah, but I mean, he, he did. He made the money the same way. Do you want to know how he made his
1: initial fortune? Uh, I believe you told me before, but um, I'm getting older and I may have forgotten the gold rush, right? The the Alaskan oh, gold okay. rush. Okay. Yeah.
0: No, he, he he wasn't he, he wasn't one of these people that that went out there and and spent all the money he had to, to find gold. No, he went to the actual place where all of the miners went, all of the the prospectors
1: went, yeah, and built yeah, restaurants yeah. and hotels. Aha. Uh-huh. So yeah. So when they found the gold, they'd come and spend it in his facilities. Either that, or they
0: they needed a place to eat and to and for lodging while they were there. Some of them spent everything they had getting up there, and the, or they they got there and then they realized, well, we don't have any place to stay. Yeah, <laughs> uh, we're yeah, going to yeah, need yeah, something yeah. to eat. People have to eat, and they have to have a roof over their heads. So mm. that's uh, that, and that's today. That's why Donald is in uh, in real estate.
1: Yeah. The other thing that's happening at the moment as well, and we're talking about taking humans out of the equation to a certain extent with the going to, to Mars or whatever, I'm pretty sure that the elite who want this to happen have factored in that that human element. They want humans to be there, but they, they want to get the robotics advanced to the point where they can do most of the hard labor and then probably send an embryo bank up there to be hatched and then raised and educated by AI and robotics. So I think they still have humans factored in, but only humans that have got their DNA. The other 80, 90% of us, they couldn't give a hoot for But they're still factoring in their DNA, going on, going forward, onto Mars, and then who knows where. And it's that kind of... uh, It's 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 a breakaway civilization. It's a breakaway civilization. But it's all driven by ego. It really is all driven by ego. Like I said a dozen times, if I had a couple of million, you wouldn't see me for dust. I'd never work again. I would just go and do the things I enjoy. Why can't Bill Gates do that? Why can't George Soros just go and do that? Why do they have to keep screwing with the rest of us? That's the multi-billion-dollar question, as far as I'm concerned. Because it's in their DNA.
2: Yeah, well, yeah. You, you guys hit on it. It's baser human desires, right? It's a baser desire, animalistic desire of having your bloodline, your well, your bloodline taking over or or being the alpha, if you will. Right? That we see that all the time in nature. It's that's the same thing we're seeing here with. These elite, they want their bloodline, their um, but a lot of them don't have any uh, children.
1: Uh, yes, because they have become too posh to push, or that their their lifestyles have, have meant that they've um tried to breed later in life rather than like the rest of us common folk do and get started as soon as possible. 27, and, and they up-
0: 27 member states in the EU, is that correct? It was 28 with yeah. you? Yeah, is that- Okay. Yeah. 24, I, I'm pretty sure it's, I think the number's 24. 24 of the leaders of the European Union nations have no children. Think about that.
1: Yeah. Well, their political career is what's driving them on. That's their self actualization at the top of their Maslow's hierarchy of needs. For some of us, it's having kids bringing a a new life into the world and developing them into a self-sufficient, for want of a better word, good human being. So these ones that have no kids, that, you know, Theresa May, for instance, I I believe she's childless or should be. So, (laughs) you know, whereas Boris, Boris is a prolific pram filler.
0: I was going to say, he's he's got, got, uh, he just had, it. he and uh, Kerry Simmons, they just had a new baby, didn't they?
1: Oh, he's got loads. There's, there's there's lots of little fluffy blonde haired chaps a lot of, running. A lot all of Boris's running of around with
0: a uh, with messed up hair. Yeah,
1: yeah. I've completely lost thread of where I was going with this, but um, <laughs> sorry. Bloodlines. We, we were talking about bloodlines, and
2: honestly, yeah. just real quick on the bloodlines thing. I I'm not necessarily meaning like their actual physical bloodline. I'm I'm also meaning like a uh, if you want to say metaphysical or whatever. So uh, someone, for example. Gates. I could see his protege being like Zuckerberg. Yes. I could see something like that. So it's not necessarily, it's more of a fact of my ideology, my team, my group, my tribe is the one that is the bloodline, if you will. Right. It's not necessarily a physically, literally a bloodline, but it's more of a, my ideological group. My tribe is the one that's going to rule. They're trying to further their tribe. So it's kind of a line of, it's like royalty nobility they are the ones that rule over the peasants. That's kind of what they're trying to do now. They're trying to bring that system back to where these rulers like Klaus Schwab, they're going to be the ones that are ruling over everything, telling humans what to do, how to be more moral, you know, for the greater good of society, like Google's saying with their um, what is it, self, selfish ledger. Uh, they want to plan things out for us because they know what's best for us, the greater good, so on and so forth. So under their system, we don't necessarily go out and colonize other planets. Under their system, Well, actually, no, I think they would be for that as long as it's controlled by them. So expansion's fine, but they don't like it when it's upstarts that are coming up like, you know, Elon Musk, for example, that has a a somewhat libertarian idea of you live your life and I'll live mine and kind of get government out of the way. They don't like that idea. And that's so they're not for that. They would be more for a communist Colony on Mars, for example.
0: Just on a side note, to your point about not necessarily their physical, like you know, hereditary bloodlines. David Rockefeller had no children, so that dynasty uh, is on the verge of of collapse. Okay, he had no children and no one to take over the project that we're seeing now. Bill Gates was tapped to take over that project.
1: Ah, this is not a point to to wind up this conversation. It's just the last point I want to make for this evening because I'm sure we'll continue. Is that with the Um, admitted to and the revealed uh, scientific advances with stem cells with the the unraveling of the human genome those individuals that have got no kids now they can make their own they don't need to to actually procreate in the old-fashioned way pretty soon i'm i'm sure they will be able to bring forth their perfect genetically modified offspring. And those are the ones that they intend, that I believe anyway, because I will believe the occasional conspiracy theory, they're the prodigy that they intend to, to rule over us
0: fantastic closing point you made there and we're going to have to leave it there i'm afraid uh, unfortunately we're out of time and i didn't even get to half the stuff or hell even a quarter of the stuff that i had lined up that i wanted to talk about today you know they're talking about sending the uk police forces into people's homes that have christmas dinners i'm not joking i'm not joking i wanted to talk about that i guess we'll just have to wait until um uh, until we have you on again
1: yeah i'm afraid we will <laughs> um yeah the police are welcome into my house if they if they want to come round for christmas lunch by all means
0: well, you said um, you were going to have a. You said you were going to have a, a funeral service for. Uh, well,
1: that's right. That's right. My, my pet turkey unfortunately passed away and we're going to have uh, a cremation for up to 50 guests on the 25th of December.
0: And uh, please uh, send my send my condolences over uh, to, to your, you and your Thank
1: you. Uh, yeah. We do appreciate it. Thank you very much. Yeah. yeah. Difficult times. So, yeah. <laughs> for uh, for the, <laughs> for
0: those for those of you that would like to reach out to us, uh, you can do so anytime by dropping us a line at tips at dynamicindependence.com if you want to get in contact with us. Just put a 10 whoever, you know, myself, Marty, Bruce, GP, any of us, uh, anybody's attention you want to get, uh, just uh, put the attention line in the subject line. Uh, also, if you could pass us along to friends, family and known associates, we would appreciate that very much. We're trying to grow our audience here as much as possible, especially during all of these crazy times. We're just trying to bring some of the behind the scenes information to the forefront. We're the kind of guys that we don't beat around the bush. We, we will pull the curtain back, if you will. Uh, and we'll give you a look behind the scenes of what's actually going on so if you could pass this along to friends family and known associates we would appreciate that we're available everywhere you get your podcast with the exception of SoundCloud also if you're rating podcasts if you could drop over to Apple podcasts and give us a rating at your earliest possible convenience we would appreciate that as well five stars would be a plus thank you very much Bruce and Marty thank you guys for your time tonight
1: thank you Johnny thank you Bruce
0: speak to you soon and from all of us here wherever you are in the world we thank you for listening because it's all of you that listen that make this all possible we love you and we love freedom and independence and together we'll continue to fight for the those in the marketplace of ideas. So we'll see all of you tomorrow.